All right, welcome to our episode. We are going to be talking all things self-care and yoga, mindfulness, meditation with my friend Amber, who I just found out actually grew up in Iowa, not a ridiculous distance from where I currently live. So that's amazing how life kind of brings everything full circle. But Amber, tell us a little bit more about yourself. Yeah, I love it that we connected because I grew up in Iowa. I lived in Iowa till I was 21. And now here I am in Costa Rica for the last five years. And, you know, I've been on this journey of getting off the beaten path. You know, I was living in Iowa, doing all the things I was told to do, going to college. I had a long-term boyfriend. I was working full-time and I was just really unhappy. And I realized that I was so busy doing that there was no time to be and explore like what success and happiness meant to me. Um, And in that journey and exploration, I found yoga. And so now here I am in um, Costa Rica teaching, um, you know, women how to prioritize themselves through meditation, breathing, mindfulness, um, through becoming a yoga teacher or just coming for a yoga retreat to fully disconnect. I think in this world, we are so connected yet so disconnected. So how to unplug from the digital world and plug back into ourselves. And Costa Rica holds such incredible space to be with nature and our own nature. I love that. I recently just got back from a four day long retreat where we had to completely unplug, like our phones are taken away. There's no internet. There is nothing. It is just time to be. And I think that's something that everyone should experience. So the fact that you focus on teaching women how to do that is amazing. I absolutely love that. What drew you to yoga specifically? Like what What about it made you just be like, yes, everyone should know about yoga because they feel like as popular as it is, there are still people that are like, no, thanks. I'm not flexible. That's not for me. That's not my style, but chances are they haven't actually tried it. So, so what won you over with the yoga? What won me over with yoga? I love this question because like I was always trying to get healthier. I always wanted to exercise and I hated exercise. I was at the gym just watching the clock. And when I went to my first yoga class, it was the first time that I left like feeling good. It was like what I like to call this yoga high. And so I wasn't like looking at the clock, but it was like this really good exercise. And I can't explain other than when I was in the class and on the mat, I was nowhere else. And it really allowed me to be present with myself. And from that space, what I found is that yoga allows us to disconnect, to reconnect. And yoga is for everybody. I was 35 pounds overweight. I was so not flexible. I didn't, I failed at volleyball, basketball, track, any sport I signed up for. But when I came into the yoga room, there was no checklist. It was like, you were accepted as you are, heavy, inflexible with a busy mind. And so I felt welcomed. Oh, that's amazing. Because that's what we all want. We all want to have a place where we we feel welcome. And I can totally relate to that. I I love yoga. It's actually one of my favorite things, favorite things to do. And it always feels like I have the biggest awakenings while I'm doing yoga. 
And normally my mind is going like a million miles a minute, it seems like. But when I do yoga, it slows down enough to like let these thoughts come in and kind of like marinate and and they just connect from there. But I'm fully present and the breathing and the music and everything, like it all just kind of fits together to make this really like calming experience. And you, like you said, it does give you like a yoga high when you're done with it. That's the perfect way to describe it. Like you walk out and you're like, what was that? Was that magic? (laughs) It's definitely magic. And it's, you know, it's exercise in a way that isn't, doesn't feel really intense in the body and it helps you to reduce stress. You know, you go in there, you sweat a little bit and you're like, you forget about your worries a little bit, you know, and that they are a little bit more farther away. And it gives you the ability to process your day, process your emotions and really get back into your body and out of your mind. Yes. I love that. I love, plus I love a good stretch. I'm like the least flexible person ever. And so yoga combines that like, you know, I feel like in the fitness world, there is a push for just using like your own body weight for exercise now and stuff like that. Like you don't have to lift heavy. You don't have to be into CrossFit or do all of those things. And yoga allows you to do things that strengthen your body but not just your body, but your mind. And, and it like renews your soul as you're doing it. And I just love, love, love that. You talked a little bit about meditation. That's another one that I think people have this like, I can't tell people that I meditate. They'll think I'm weird or they'll, you know what I mean? Like there are these crazy misconceptions about it. So what can you help our listeners to understand about meditation and being more mindful? Mm. There's this illusion that meditation, in order to do meditation, you need to be able to sit still and you need to have a quiet mind. But I always explain to my students this. If you want to run a marathon, if you want to get a six pack, if you want to get a bigger ass, you have to train, you know, so it's meditation training. Like if you want to calm down your thoughts, if you want to control your thoughts, we create our world through our thoughts. So if you want to be in control of your life, you have to learn how to control your thoughts and which thoughts you give your power to. So yes, meditation can be this woo woo thing, but I think about meditation in the way to prime yourself for your day. How do you want to feel? What do you want to feel? And to put yourself in that alignment, like we were talking before the call is like, you have the choice of how you move throughout your day. So yoga can be an exercise, but it can also be the embodiment of how you live your day. So it's not just another exercise you check off your to-do list, but it's like, I'm going to do my five minute morning meditation. And then I'm going to use those moments that I found in my meditation throughout my day. When, you know, someone cuts me off in traffic or, you know, someone's late to an appointment or, you know, your kids push your buttons. It's like, oh, my breath oh, I have control of what I'm going to do in this situation. And meditation gives you the control to press pause to the things that happen in life. Yes. Once again, we talk about stamina for our physical body, but we don't ever think of it for our mental body. And that's the perfect explanation of how, how to use meditation to build that, you know, mental awareness of, of your surroundings and, That's one thing is I think that people think, oh, I have to sit there for an hour and not think anything like my mind needs to be blank. And for me, when I meditate, my mind wanders all the time, but it's the fact that I can recognize that my mind is wandering and then bring it back to focus on the present things, how, how the room feels around me, what it feels like, what I'm sitting on my breath, you know, all of those things. And 
that does teach you to be present then in other moments, like you were saying, it allows you to take control, which is really empowering. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And to be like, okay, I have the control of what I give my power to. It's like you practice that on the meditation cushion so that when life is happening, your emotions are involved. You have the training already from your morning practice. Yes, absolutely. That's an amazing like description of it. I think it's so clear in that the listeners are going to be able to say, maybe I need to try this because it is, it can be life-changing, like completely transformative. You were talking before we started recording about how you have been traveling the world pre-COVID and how you've been doing yoga retreats and different things like that. What has what has been your experience with traveling the world and doing doing these things? How has that impacted you like physically and mentally and spiritually? Uh, it allows me to put my yoga practice into action, you know, because when you're traveling, plane tickets are canceled, hotel rooms are booked, the bus is late, and you really get the opportunity to practice yoga off the mat. And it's, it's a way that you can become the embodiment of your practice because when traveling comes, all the buttons that you have are pressed and pushed. And it's like, what are you going to do about that? How are you going to respond or are you going to react? And so I think that a lot of people fantasize like, oh, I want to travel the world, but just buying the right plane ticket can take four or five hours. And we don't realize the patience and the growth that comes but also the magic of meeting people from all over the world or, you know, just like the online world brings you and I together. I grew up in Iowa. You live in Iowa. We never knew each other then, but here we are in different places. You know, I've met up with people from high school or middle school in Bali on accident, you know? And so it brings these people back into our lives and brings new people into our lives where it's like, Oh, let's lead a retreat together next year. Let's meet in Australia. So the synchronicities of meeting people and the lessons along the way, it's like you get to really grow and deepen your relationship to yourself, which is the yoga. That's amazing. Yes. Oh, I love that. I, the connections that have been made, I feel like in the last year, the online connections have been enormous for people. Like we connected through, through the internet because the internet has opened up in the last year due to the pandemic, due to the, to the lack of physical connection and which is amazing. I love that, but we're, we're gearing up now to kind of start going back to a little bit more normalized life. And what advice do you have for people as we gear up for things to start getting busier again and more of that, like, um, interaction in person and things like that? To put yourself at the top of the to-do list, there are always going to be things that need to get done, and there's always going to be something that you need to do. But one thing that you never get back is your time. So put yourself at the beginning of the day, even if it's five minutes, and remember that it's okay to slow down. Um, there's, There's so much magic in the slowing down, and to put yourself first so that you have more energy, more passion, more drive to do the things on your to-do list, to get things done. Absolutely. I just saw a representation um, on Instagram in a reel where a girl took three cups and she put them in like a triangle formation and then stacked a fourth cup on top of it. And she poured the water into the top cup. And what happened was 
it overflowed and filled the three cups below it because when she was filling her own cup, that top cup represented her. And as she was filling her own cup, it was overflowing into the cups of other people. And I think that that's so important to, to kind of remember as, as we go about how busy society has led us to believe life needs to be, that it is in fact, okay to slow down. That's not being lazy. That's not being, you know, unproductive, that it's okay to slow down, to slow your mind, to focus on you. Because when you do that, it in turn fills the cups of all the people around you, which is a really powerful thing. Mm-hmm. I, I love that visualization that you gave about filling your own cup. Cause oftentimes we think like, no, I need to give and do for everyone else. But when the cup is empty, you're a disservice to yourself and other people. But when you're full, you have so much more to give and to see that visualization within the cups allows us to actually be like, oh yeah, you're right. I have more to give when I have what I need. Right. Exactly. And no matter how full those lower cups are, they aren't replenishing you. You're the only person that can do that, which is, which is amazing. And I think that yoga and mindfulness meditation, things like that are the perfect way to, to do that or to start that practice. You had mentioned earlier that it kind of sets the intention for your day. Like, how do I want to feel today? What, what do I want my day to look like? And I talk to a lot of my clients about using their core desired feelings at the end of the day, how do you want to feel? And they are asking like, how do I, how do I remember to do this? How do I remember to do my positive affirmations and to set my intentions and things? And I honestly think that yoga and and meditation might be the, the thing they're looking for. Mm-hmm. It's the best way I think. I mean, I'm biased in that, but I think it's the best way to start and end your day because it's like wake up in the morning, check in, end the day, check in. And then you prime yourself for the day and you digest your day. And that gives you really the control to be like, how do I want to feel? And what am I going to do to achieve that? And yeah. yoga and meditation is the navigation that I've been using for so many years now, and it works. Absolutely. Absolutely. And it's been around a long time. This isn't like some new concept that's new aged or, you know, this is something that has been proven time and time again to, to benefit our, our mental health and our physical health there. It's, it's a joint thing. They are not separate from each other. And so I love that you have combined the practice to allow growth in, in both facets of that. Yeah, a, a thousands and thousands of years practice that, you know, has been proven to heal cancers, reduce stress, strengthen your body, strengthen your mind and in using the mind to consciously create your life and what it is that you want. And when we tap into that power, we're, we're limitless. Yes, absolutely. You talked about um, taking your yoga off the mat and using it in your everyday life. Do you have a couple, I'm putting you on the spot here. Do you have a couple of exercises or breathing techniques, things like that, that you could share with our listeners today that could help them do that as well throughout their day? Yeah, 100%. Um, Starting with the first yama is ahimsa, nonviolence. So looking at how you think about yourself how you talk to yourself and how you treat yourself. So yeah, of course we can think about this on the mat. Are you judging your thoughts? Are you judging your body? You know, um, when you get off the mat, are you judging yourself from the person next to you in a career? 
in your relationship? Or are you talking to yourself kind? Are you your biggest cheerleader? Or are you your biggest critic? And so when we take it off the mat, it's like, how can I be kind to myself? How can I talk to myself? How can I treat myself? And letting that be your embodied practice. Because then when you treat yourself in all these ways, you have the ability to treat everything else around outside of you. And so if you're kind to yourself, you're leading by example. You know, I think about examples that my um, friends have given where they used to judge themselves in front of the mirror and then they seen their three-year-old daughter do it. And they're like, oh no. And so it's like when we realize the, the ripple effect that our yoga practice has and and how we treat ourselves and how we treat others. And then that we, we are the ripple effect. And then I can even go in a little bit more into, into the ability of like Santosha contentment and just knowing that right now, this moment is all that you have and think about those moments where we judge or we compare, we want to be farther ahead, but knowing that you're right where you're supposed to be. That's such a hard practice, especially in this world of the masculine drive, do, do, do equals success, but actually doing less and being more is more challenging than checking something new off your to-do list. And so there's different concepts that we can think about as yoga, as a philosophy rather than an exercise. Yes, I absolutely love that. Um, I have not heard a whole lot about the yoga as a philosophy. And so I'm so glad that you shared that with us because that is something that I think probably most of us struggle with is that comparison and not being content. And we think when I check this off my my life to-do list, I will be happy. You know, when I get my college degree, I will be happy. When I get married, I will be happy. When I have my first child, I will be happy. When I build that dream house, I will be happy. When I get my promotion, I will be happy. But the truth is, is that the only thing that can create real happiness comes from within. And if we're busy judging ourselves and judging others and searching for the next big thing, we're never truly going to find that happiness. So I love that you teach people those concepts. Yeah, because happiness is now in this moment. And, and yoga teaches us, you know, when we're on the mat, it's, it's not the destination. It's not the end result. It's right now I'm happy. Because yeah. if you're only happy when this happens, what if that gets taken away? I'm only going to be happy when I get married. But what if you get divorced? I'm only going to be happy when I have a kid. What if you can't get pregnant? You know, there's all these different things that if we put those rules or limitations on our contentment and our happiness, we're going to cause suffering. And so to just know that contentment is a challenging practice, but it is the path to being happy, to being free. It is. It truly is. I absolutely love that. Um, we are about to wrap up here, but do you have anything else that you just really, it's like weighing on your heart. You would love to share with us today. No, I would just say, you know, you are the the biggest asset that you have and the best investment that you can make. So time is something that you never in your life get back. Give yourself the time because you deserve your time. You deserve your energy more than anyone else. And as you start to pour into your cup, you have so much more to give for others. And you're the ripple effect. When people start to see your self-love and your self-care, they're going to be like, I want her happiness. I want her contentment. And then you allow others. You're leading by example. So take care of yourself first. Even if it's five minutes in the day where you observe your breath 
And every time you have another thought and another thing on your to-do list, come back to your breath. Because that five minutes in the morning can be a practice that you use throughout the rest of your day while you're waiting in line before you say something back to someone that has said something that hurts you or upsets you. And using the breath, using that moment, the five minutes that you put at the day, at the beginning of the day for yourself, weave it in throughout the rest of your day. And it allows you to hit pause in those moments where life tests you. I absolutely love that. Thank you so much for sharing it. Now, please share with our listeners where they can find you because I have a feeling that after hearing you today, they're going to be like, "Hmm, I need some more yoga in my life. (laughs) Yeah, totally. So if you're on Instagram, you can go to Amber Hagberg, A-M-B-E-R-H-A-G-B-E-R-G. Or if you're on Facebook, come hang out in my Facebook group, Yoga for Stress and Anxiety. You can find it by going to facebook.com slash yoga for inner peace. That is awesome. And I will add all of that to the show notes so that our listeners can find you. And thank you so much for being here. I have enjoyed and have learned so much today. Yeah, thank you for having me. And I'm so excited to know that you got, you know, the cows right outside. You're in my roots of where you grew up. And yeah, I'm excited to make it back to Iowa to to meet you again in real life. Yes, absolutely. (laughs) I can't wait. Well, thank you so much.